Ladies and gentlemen, from the beginning of this podcast, coming to you straight from a garage in Lindenhurst, it is the World According to J-Caps 2021 Year in Review episode. Thank you so much for joining us. So 2021, the year known as, uh, in, the, in the Latin alphabet, MMXX1. 2021 is uh the, is a year that we are apparently living in and is ending within a couple of days or depending on if you listen to this after it comes out minutes or if you listen to it after the new year's the that was last year so really right off the bat there's a real ambiguity about when exactly this podcast was uh, premiered, recorded, and what year we're actually talking about. But for everyone who's tuning in right now, we are talking about 2021, the year that has just ended. The one that was after 2020, um, and the one that was after two years after 2019. And... Um, yeah, we're going to talk about all the different things that happened in 2021, hopefully within uh, a little over an hour. Um, I've, already, I've reached out to many people to, to offer suggestions on things that happened this year and topics that we could explore together. And not everybody got back to me, but you know that's just something that I have to accept. It, when you when you reach out into the world, there's only a few people that get back, and maybe that's a fact of life in 2021, where um, years ago you put out a request and everybody couldn't wait to to share, but now people are reluctant to share. It could be they're reluctant to make a connection because of a big thing that's been happening in the 2021. Um, environment, which, and let me know if you guys have been experiencing this too, but a very, very big thing in the, um, in the society nowadays is the COVID 2021 pandemic. This is a, this is the thing that mostly every day you probably heard about something having to do with the pandemic. Um, and then yet there are people out there who say, listen, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't really notice any type of pandemic going on right now. Um, so, you know, like I said, this is depending on when and where and how you listen to this podcast, these these things that that I am going to say, which to me seem like true things, could very well seem to you as fake things. So isn't that interesting? That that sometimes things that are true for one person are not true for other people. But in any case, for uh, for me, the pandemic was a real thing that had happened. And why? Why did the pandemic happen? Now, some people say that it was the uh the work of of bats, that bats were responsible for creating the pandemic by being dirty ass little bats. 
um, you know, hiding in caves filled with their own shit, stuck to a wall, like masturbating. I mean, this is the this is the life of a bat. And really, a life of a bat is not that different than the life of a human. Really, replace a, a cave filled with your own shit to, uh, for uh, an apartment filled with your own shit. And then replace um, uh, having a gigantic um, membrane-attached uh, hand as a wing and then just have a normal hand. Or instead of being covered with fur, just being somewhat covered with fur. And when you strip away the differences, you find that humans and bats are identical. And there's really no reason to be scared of them. It's like, what's the big fear with, va- with uh, bats? That they, that they turn into vampires, right? That's the big fear, that, that they're going to be vampires. Meanwhile, there's plenty of people out there, maybe you know some of them, that turn into vampires and literally suck the life force out of you. I think it's interesting that vampire bats also exist. They don't necessarily turn into full-grown humans. Why would they? They already are identical to humans. Um, And they also suck the blood out of you. But, uh, you know, it depends on how willing you are to live in a metaphor. Uh, If you're willing to live in a metaphor, then you can uh, think of people who suck the life force out of you as vampires, but also think of vampire bats as animals who literally suck the blood out of you. But then again, I don't really ever interact with vampire bats too much, so maybe that's maybe that's the first time when I think about it that um because I don't have to deal with bats on a daily basis, maybe that is maybe I do realize that I have some privilege and then I and I don't even acknowledge it. So there we go. One one point on the board for not having to deal with bats. In, and in 2021, especially because did the bats cause 2021 COVID pandemic? It's the jury's still out on that. Because a lot of people, then a big thing about 2021 is the, is the um, let's just talk about it. A lot of people have gotten into conspiracies, uh, conspiracies about different shit that is that goes on. There's so many things that go on, and then it's difficult to believe in what's going on. It's like, can you believe it? That's my big question to you, audience. Can you believe it? When you look at the world, can you believe any of it? Like, do you believe that there is a pandemic going on that has, um, there's these little dust in the air that you breathe and it could kill you? That's first. Okay. Or do you believe that um, that people are like real, like people are alive? Does do you ever think of that? Do you ever look at the world and you think that every other person that you see has their own mind and they they think about stuff and inside of their mind, like you can trade brains with them, and then if you go into their brain, then their sensation of life is through their body and they like squeeze their hand and they feel their own hand. And then they like, um, 
then they have a, a, a library of thoughts inside of their head and connections to people who you don't know and experiences that you have no idea about. And maybe even their language is different. And, um, and every aspect of understanding and consciousness that you take for granted from your own mind in someone else's mind is totally alien. Like, do you believe that? And then do you believe that by chance our, uh, the animal, the, the carbon-based life form that we are made of muscle and bone and sinew, do you believe that by chance we have uh, evolved from little itty-bitty tiny, tiny little particle-ass tiny, tiny little animals from probably a mazillion years ago that kept fucking each other and fighting with each other and killing each other from, from the time of amoebas all the way through the, type, the time of like planktons all the way through the time of uh, coniferous, uh, carboniferous trees, then all the way to the time of arthropods, then all the way to the time of fishes, then all the way to the time of salamander-ass, slimy, pre-reptilian animals, then to dinosaurs, then to um, half-bird, half-dinosaurs, then to little rats, little capybara-ass animals, then to um, bigger capybara-ass animals, then to caveman-style people, then to uh, dumber-ass Cro-Magnon-style people, then to just people, and then for like 7,000 years of like undocumented bullshit, or maybe even longer than that, maybe like a million undocumented years of like basically like retarded level humans before maybe a 5,000 year period of actual being humans until we get to the last 2,000 years, which is very arguable on any of the actual facts, but many of them have been documented because by that time people were able to uh, read in a various like Tower of Babel style languages. And then um, to get to the place where you and I are listening to a podcast in MMXXI, the current year, 2021. Do you believe that? Like, do you believe that the, all that shit happened? Because sometimes it's so much easier to just lean on a figment of your imagination for any of these things that we are um that we are invited to believe in because believing in stuff uh is sometimes it's very confusing but if but wait believing in stuff is confusing then sometimes it, it's like if it's too confusing then you can get something else to believe in like um like I think that you know something that was very popular in 2021 is a QAnon. I don't really know what QAnon is, um, but I think it has to do with um, thinly a thinly veiled being able to hate Jews. That's my theory. Just looking, just looking, um, just looking at most conspiracy theory, theories, they're mostly 
like a smoke and mirrors way of saying the Jews did it. And as a person who's partially Jewish myself, all I have to say is, got your asses. So we're going to grade the um, pandemic and the subsequent conspiracy theories that have been uh, that have been brought to light because of the mania the pandemic has caused. We're going to grade both of those a B plus. All right, cool. So let's get on to some of the real facts. A lot of you guys have have told me to uh, to to review some things that happened this year, and I got a lot of suggestions in, but I can't say that I know or understand all of them because I don't really know pay attention to or care about a lot of things that happen in the world. And you might say, but J-Caps, what do you mean? Don't you have like a huge well of empathy for the world? And I'm and I say, no. I don't have a huge well of empathy for the world. Um I'm an animal just like you and I am tethered to my life and the people close to me like you and when the infrastructure of my life starts to crumble i can only try to cling to those closest to me and if the relationships of those closest to me start to crumble the the uh, echo and the ramification of that um instability fucks my life up the things that are beyond my control, like things that happen out in the world, uh, unfortunately don't have as much to do with me. So I can only subjectively give a fuck about them when the uh, harmony of my own life is disrupted and I can, uh, I can project onto those outer things my own discomfort and dissatisfaction with my own life in the moment. So just like you, th- when I do find myself giving a shit too much about those things out in the world that I can't control, it's usually a transference because I'm unhappy with my own life and, the, and my own failures. So that's one of the real reasons why I'm not always so concerned with shit that's going on outside of my life. And I would just say to you is, if you are one of these people who are like, no, but I care, but I really care about everything else in the world, and I care about all these things, I would say, are you sure that you really care, or are you trying to care so that you uh, feel like the people around you know that you care, and therefore you're a better person, affording you a better status among your peer group, because the um current the social currency that you live under has to do with how much you project that you care but in your own small existence as everyone has a small little nothing of an existence as probably most of the people listening to this just like myself are poor nobodies with very little power to change their own circumstances except for working insanely hard at a thing and then ultimately failing, because that's usually how 
life works. We all will end up um, dead at the end, and uh, we all will lose our ability to uh, be agile and look young and uh, think sharply, and our whole bodies and everything will decline. And that's what we have to look forward to at the end. And in between that, you, you, we have to. We are invited to fight our hardest in a truly na- unfair natural selection for resources that are um, scarce and being um, depleted by powers greater than ours, than our own little small lives. So within that paradigm, you know, caring about shit outside of your own existence feels like sometimes... Um, uh, like it seems like sometimes uh, phony bullshit, but that despite all that, we are addicted to uh, these digital devices that put stuff in front of us all the time and show us what's going on in the world for us to be sad about or mad about or glad about. And especially in 2021, when you know, it's like you have to check every day to, to see if uh, we're allowed to go outside or whatever, or we have to mask, wear masks and stuff like that. It's a lot easier to just scroll through what's happening outside of our own stupid, boring, uh, shitty lives and uh, find things to get mad at. So a, a couple things that we could we could get mad at uh, happened in 2021, like, um, for instance... I think that the guy who came up with uh, Facebook, um, I think his name is, um, what the hell is the guy's name? Facebook guy. To comment if you remember what the guy's name is, it's, he's like, um, his name is, I don't remember his name, but let's just say Elon Musk, Okay. I'm not I don't I don't think that's the guy but let's say Elon Musk. If it comes to me is Mark Zuckerberg, not Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, that's the guy. Mark Zuckerberg, he uh came up with Facebook and then he came up with another thing this year that he was really stoked about. Do you guys ever get stoked? I never I never seem to get stoked. I get excited about things. I get um I get enamored with things, but it is rare that I get stoked. Maybe it's because I'm from uh, New York. Maybe it's because I'm a New Yorker and New Yorkers don't get stoked. Being stoked is for people on the West Coast. I remember hearing the song by Weezer and the song, you know, where it's um, the sweater song and in the beginning... It's a bunch of conversations, clearly Californian conversations. And one of the guys, I think, goes, I'm so stoked, or something like that. Anyway, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. You know, memory uh, doesn't even make sense. You remember something, and the minute you remember it, it's not exactly how it happened. All memory is false. But I remember... In the beginning of that song, somebody says stoked. And I remember hearing that and was like, I've never felt stoked. Again, I've felt, I've felt psyched. I think the East Coast version of stoked is psyched. But I, where was I? 
Mark Zuckerberg was excited about uh, the the met this thing he made called the metaverse, which, if I'm understanding it correctly, is it's like The Sims, or it's like um, what is that thing where you have an avatar and you walk around in a fake like a video game? Are you guys video game people? I am not a video game person. I've never been a video game person. And I think at this point, it's safe to say that I will never be a video game person. I can't give that much time to a video game. I also cannot get excited about a, fi- a fake video game story that I have to like drive the character around a fake world. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I think that if you are a video game people, uh, if you get truly get joy out of that, that's great. And I'm happy for you because in this life, it's very difficult to find any joy in anything. So much of the, chi- of the happiness of childhood, the pure joy that we can feel gets, um, gets stolen from us. And, uh, and when you get older, you sort of become numb to even getting close to those sort of feelings. And it's a sad thing. So many adults that you meet, and they live in a shell of their own life where, where their happiness is relegated for like, maybe they go and get drunk with their friends. At, at, and it's like, it's, it's fun, but like it's, it's you, have the con- you have to go through, um, you have to go through like, uh, like a, a hoops to even find that there's not like pure pure joy so if you do get joy from playing a video game i will not judge you well i will judge you i will sit here and be like hey listen have fun and inside of myself i'll be like man i am fucking so glad that i don't need a video game to enjoy myself but anyway if you do play video games um let me know if you play video games with the headset on, with the virtual reality headset, because apparently in the metaverse, that is Mark Zuckerberg's new thing that he's stoked about, uh, people are going to have to wear the headset and um, they're going to go around in a fake world where in the real world, they're going to be hooked up to a headset bumping into shit in their living room but in the fake world, they're going to be at like a mall that looks like the Dire Straits video, Muddy for Nothing. Um, so that sounds stupid AF to me. I think um, having a dumbass uh, fake video game world is the most boring shit of all time. But apparently, Mark Zuckerberg was like, this is the best idea that I, as a billionaire could ever dream of and you got to think like mark zuckerberg is just like a human being um can you imagine that inside of mark zuckerberg's brain he is a human being where his hands and uh feet and arms and knees are all connected to the sensations and nerve endings of his body and that he is uh like that he has lived a, a life just like ours but the path of it has led him to become uh, a billionaire, which some would say are not even 
human being type people that they are uh, a type of lizard person that uh, lives in an alternate dimension and whose um, whose uh, satanic uh, rituals involve um, the the rape and consumption of babies. But I would say that it's more likely that it uh, that they are actually just people and the unfortunate paradigm of our existence on earth means that some will have and some will have not and it's at totally random how that works out and at no point in history has it been different and it's also unpredictable as to who is born into what body um and unfortunately um you you must make peace with the body that you're born into uh because at any moment uh shrapnel from an airplane could fall directly onto your apartment slash house slash car and and wipe you off the planet and unfortunately nobody will really give a shit about you except for hopefully the people immediately in your life and when people outside of your immediate life feel bad about your untimely death by plane shrapnel a huge percentage of that will be a performance so that the people around them will think that they're a good person so we are going to say that uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his Metaverse? F. Fuck that. Sounds stupid as hell, and I don't really want to do it. I don't really want to wear one of them headsets. I did it one time, and I felt totally sick. So I, unfortunately, will not be playing in the Metaverse video game. Okay? So now I'm going to cross out that. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing that happened this year that was brought to my attention is that... Um, John F. Kennedy is was a former president of the United States, and he was also, I think, Catholic, which at the time was a big problem for people trying to be president, because at the time, um, you could only be a Protestant president. And I'll be honest, I don't really know all the differences, because like I said, technically I'm Jewish, but I got thrown out of, I got thrown out of the religion when I was 11 because my mom is from Honduras. So even for myself, I don't even I'm not even fully Jewish, but then I'm 100% don't know what the hell all of that shit with the with the different versions of Catholic there are. So I know they all fight with each other too. So JFK though was a president and actually did get his head blowed off by um by first Marilyn Monroe and then by an actual gun that blew his head up. So one of the problems is that people were so shocked by watching his head got blown up on national television back in 1962 or 1963 that uh, they couldn't deal with that. And then they made up, they made up um, conspiracy theories uh, to... Uh, to quell the anxiety of uh, of a president, a sitting president getting his head blowed off 
on national television. A very traumatic thing. Let's not let's not under um, let's not undervalue the trauma. I mean, obviously, this was back in the 1960s when you know we didn't have phones where we could just go on YouTube and watch an ISIS beheading video like every day, like just like on demand. You know, I mean, these were times when. You know, when would you ever even really see a murder, like a true murder? The only time a person in the 1960s would get to see a murder up close would be like like in a couple years when they went to Vietnam and got to see murders up close or like when their parents who were in World War II told them about seeing murders up close. You know, like it's like they were so removed from the 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 from like the way of just being able to call up um murder videos on demand that watching that uh JFK getting killed so close up on on their in their TV was like it's a, a very upsetting you know i mean especially because back in those days um people actually for some reason thought that presidents were good instead of just seeing presidents as what they are are stupid idiots that's one of the great things about living in this day and age i think one of the best things about living in the 2021s is that nobody i mean not i will say this not everybody but most people don't think of the presidents and all those people in like washington dc and like in parliament and in i don't know what other version like every every other place has a different version of like the president but it's not it's called something different prime minister or something like that but it's all the same thing it's called president and they have to wear a blue suit and they have to like dress a certain way and they have to like go and like shuffle papers around and be like official but what's really great about the about nowadays is we don't have to pretend that they're good. We can just talk about them that like they're the stupid idiots that they are. Um, but it wasn't always like that. At a time, people had uh, this like almost childish uh, wonder and and honor and pride about about um, elected officials. And I think it had to do with being uh, like one or two generations away from a world that had kings. You know, kings, not in America, but in everywhere else, like at World War I times, which is like 100 years ago, you know, England had kings and, you know, fucking Germany had like basically kings and all these places had kings. And it was really World War I that fucked up having kings because you know, one of the things about having a king is you can just shovel all your people into like a trench to die. And it's like, who's going to say shit? What are you going to say, bitch? We're going to kill you. Like, I'm the king. And you can only do that like once every 200 years, especially with you have machine gun technology. You cannot go kill people like en masse like that. You have to have a good reason to, to do that. Like you have to have like a like a Germany is trying to take over the world and it's literally barbecuing uh, millions of people every single day. Um, a reason you have to have a reason like that. Like um, like 
you have to have a reason. Like they just blew up two thousand people at once. Um, let and and also at that time you have to have uh, like a like people who believe people who believe in uh in the cause. Like when when uh you know when nine eleven happened, uh it like uh short circuited the American public's brains into wanting vengeance for them to literally come to New York City and blow up a building like one morning, like just blow up a building where all those people are going to work. And yeah, it's sure, symbolically, it's the World Trade Center and you can armchair quarterback it and say, but you know, it's um, it's all these other reasons. But like, don't be a dick. I, I from Long Island, I knew a lot of people who went to work that day in the World Trade Center. Like, I'm from here. So they're just going to work, yo. They're not part of some vast, you know, you hate Jews conspiracy. They're just going to work. They literally stopped at the at the place to get a bacon, egg, and cheese and coffee and were in an elevator at 8.36 in the morning as a, a plane crashed into them. And there's no conspiracy about it. It's just we live in the jungle. Just because we have streets and societies and shit like that doesn't mean it's not the wild jungle. And you know what I mean? Like, And when that happened, it short-circuited the American public's brain to be like, yeah, we want to get back at somebody. So the powers that be, which you and I have no control over, you know, went and tried to settle a score and whatever. That's how the fucking world works. And it's the same exact thing that happened. But you have to have a but like for that for that type of vengeance to work, like even in even in America, like in 2001, we had that in 2002, um, that fat guy who comes up with all the um, the radical movies, uh, Michael Moore, he came out with Fahrenheit 9-11 in 2002, and it was in major theaters. It's like our country is not like um, like we are we are, we do not trust our elected officials, and for very good reason. We even think it's insane when people do trust elected officials. Like, for instance, say what you will, um, people who are really, really far left or really, really far right and seem to um, go, like, have a really, um, a very, like, uh, full and plump hard-on for, like, the the uh, the sides, like, to be really into Trump or really into Bernie or something like that, if you're really polarized and you really are full of the... Um, religious fervor of those things i think most people look at you like what's going on with you why like it's the same thing with QAnon. it's like why do you need a religion i never question when somebody like a lot of times um a lot of times people i know i guess because i'm from the northeast and in like it's just like there's a certain type of uh skeptical person that's from new york uh but you know whenever i see somebody let's say that escape that's into religion that's really into uh let's say like their church and then you like say okay they're really into church but then you dig a little deeper and you're like oh my god you uh escaped from you escape like you know like people who escaped from north korea or like have left like you know are like are of a generation that like left another country and then they they come to this country and they're really into their church. I'm like, or people who are like abused or whatever, they like 
need they they tend to go towards something to cling to and then you're like you see through the like the the need for connection with this thing and then you see to the maybe there's something inside them that that makes them need to believe in something or connect to some type of organizational structure in their lives just the same way that people who these people who are into QAnon there's something probably wrong in their lives i mean or they're or they're or they're crazy or maybe we're wrong maybe all the shit that i'm maybe i'm just talking out my ass and all the conspiracies are real and the real life is fake and this whole time i've had the visor from the metaverse on and i'm actually living in a stimulation maybe that's what's going on so we're going to say that um i guess jfk is is bad and he did get killed and they never and i think martin scorsese's movie the irishman told us that the the mob did it but now maybe that's not true i'm not sure Let's move on to some other stuff that happened in the year uh, of 2021. So one of the things that happened um, is, oh yeah, that's, I'll say that also, I was going to say, uh, just this is an old part of the story, but yes, the in, nine, in January 6th, 2021, the QAnon people came to the the Washington D.C. states of America, and they went inside the U.S. Um, what is it called? Not United States Capitol, and they pooped on the walls. And a lot of people said that's a bad thing. It's a it's actually called a riot, and it's actually called a um, an insurrection. And I do think that that's not nice to do, but I also think like it is kind of funny that they pooped on the wall. So. I, through my lens of of the world, I'd like to remember the January 6th as the January 6th pooping on the wall of the Capitol uh, domestic terrorist attack. That's how I want to remember it. So, um, so the insurrection, that's bad, but also, but pooping, but the pooping on the wall part, it was like pretty good idea. That was funny. That's just funny. Like you got to admit, even if you're like, no matter what side of the aisle you sit, stand on, you got to admit that pooping on the wall is a hilarious bit to do, especially if you're in the United States Capitol. And that's, it's also, um, you know, I don't think that like the rest of that stuff, I think the rest of that stuff that they did is, I'll have to, I'll go on record and say, I think it's unchill, but I'm not going to. I'm going to have to make a compromise and say that I really think that the pooping on the wall is is hilarious. So which brings us to things that happened with um with uh the the, the year. Let's take let's let's go and let's see what else is going on in the year. Okay. So the metaverse I talked about, COVID I talked about. Um oh, this is something that was brought up and I think that it's very important that we talk about it. So some people were curious that in 2021, the, it, what is the correct way to say the word GIF um, or GIF? So 
some people might be curious of what why I um talking about this. So the a lot of times if you're on the internet, you'll notice that you do not have to talk in words anymore so much as you have to talk in little snippets of pop culture from the from all the different years that you have been alive as the the little bits of culture they remind us of some type of contextless existence but like a shared memory so like let's say uh something in this podcast that i've been talking about for the last 41 minutes uh let's say something i said was like it hit you the wrong way then you could take a gif or a gif of a picture of the guy from the office i think i think he's in the office he's a black guy from the office and he like rolls his eyes and if you know what gif i'm talking about then you're like oh yeah that gif and that gif says it all because we all listening to some of the stupid shit that i said are that black guy rolling his eyes in the TV show, The Office. But what is the correct way to say GIF? Is it with a G or is it with a G, but a different sound of a G with like a, a G sound? And I'm going to say on record that it doesn't matter. I think that it's uh, it's actually, if you say it GIF, then you're fine. And if you say it gif, you also are all right. Um, I think that regional accents are beautiful and I enjoy hearing the weird way that people speak English, but I don't understand. I, I can understand some Spanish and basically no other language. So what I, I mean, if I were to um, propose a utopia that already exists, it's a world in which everyone speaks a a different dialect of English. So uh, the word GIF, it's allowed, you can say it any way you want. Okay, Go, moving on to other stuff that happened this year. NFT. Um, NFT. Does everybody know about NFT? So I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, especially because I only have maybe five episodes, and I haven't talked about that much stuff. So that's a perfect reason why I probably haven't talked about it on the internet. So does everybody know about art? Has everybody ever heard of the word art? Um, I mean, I mean, like your own little doodles in the sides of your notebooks. I mean, you went to your local art store and, and overpaid for basic art supplies, and then filled up two pages of a sketchbook. I mean, you, um, may, upon a huge sacrifice for your family, went to art school and still um, arguably have failed at the pursuit. I mean, art, like you went to a museum and you saw... Uh, and one of the most brilliant paintings from hundreds of years ago, and you're like, how did one person do that? Art. I mean, you went to a museum and saw 
arguably the biggest piece of shit that has literally no skill attached to it, but then you had to read this um, stupid, like, dialectic uh, word puzzle on the placard next to it that made you scratch your head and you left feeling like, oh, I guess I'm just too stupid to understand art. That stupid nonsense um, cost more money than I, as a small, poor, useless piece of shit, will ever see in myself or the combined incomes of everyone I know. Art. What the fuck is the deal with art? Well, let me explain it to you guys if you never were smart enough to see through what's actually happening. Like we were saying, I think I think the world requires everybody to get a little bit of a New York skeptic and start to see through the bullshit that's right in front of them. The truth about art is that it's not it's 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 um an unregulated market where anybody can launder money through it as long as they have the money. Um, it all started in 1960, maybe 1961, right before JFK got murked. But when JFK, right before he got murked, um, maybe the year before, uh, the Mona Lisa came and was shown in New York City. And when the Mona Lisa was shown in New York City in 1960s, it was the painting itself was treated like a celebrity. It was guarded. It was a spectacle. And people even then like went to it and started to take pictures next to it. And at no time before that in modern society had art ever been treated in this way, like it was a like it was a spectacle like it was something that was just in itself to be like gawked at and because of this phenomenon uh people started to consider the value of art differently and what happened was um people as humans are a type of animal that uh that are constantly levering leveraging against each other uh, for power and to and to sneak around the um, gatekeepers and uh, and and increase power for themselves, there became a, a new class of art collector in the 1970s. But by the 1970s, when like um, all those like uh, like um, late 60s, 70s, like during the time of Rauschenberg and uh, Ellsworth Kelly and all like those uh, modernists that were still around then, that who working downtown when New York City was a bombed out shithole, uh, there were like these people, these um, still like still middle class, like but they were uh, ambitious, and what they were doing was they were buying up all of the artwork from these like downtown people, and. They were intentionally creating spectacle around their paint around their paintings so that they could drive up the price and then resell them and create a commodities market of art. And so fast forward to the 1980s when everyone was had continued when all these art collectors who started 
to try to do that in the 70s were now like amped up on cocaine and all they wanted to do was um was flip art for the sake of flipping art so that the people who buy it could just flip it again in a couple of years then just like um nature abhors a vacuum a new style of artist came into being one that only wanted to feed the machine of these collectors so now like whatever quote unquote soul and i don't even think that modernism had much soul to begin with in most of the cases um uh any type of like uh like sort of like word puzzle game that you're playing with the viewer like is already like separated from humanity already um however i mean that being said like I would never take away the awe that one person can have for an artwork. Like I certainly, when I was younger, had awe for like all different things. So that's still there. But the just to get to and just to get to NFTs, the um, this this concept of just uh, of just using um, art as a commodities market. Now the thing about it is, who has the money to to like just exchange over in a unregulated space criminals uh you know cartels people like that like entities that have a lot of money that they want to s- switch over for 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 like um and they don't want the money traced they just want to like get it into something quote unquote uh like um clean and no one's like that's the thing. The general public is just by the rules of the art world too stupid to understand art. So that's like your lay person, even though you're like emperor's new clothes, even though you're like the emperor's naked, the art world tells you, stupid motherfuckers, that you're too dumb to understand it. And don't look here. Like this is art, this is for the sophisticated. But actually, what it is, is a type of money laundering. Um, And this is not like my own idea. This is something that has been documented by various people. But you know what? Like, you're not going to go up against any of these entities. It's just one of those things that, like, society is fine with. And people love the myth of that there's some sort of nobility in art rather than seeing a thing for what it is. It's the same reason why so much of our lives is wrapped up in bullshit and people would rather believe something fake than for just to see that this is what's happening. Nobody actually thinks that a banana taped to a wall is art. And nobody actually thinks that an NFT JPEG GIF is art. And yet there's a whole commodities market of people laundering money through nfts and bitcoin and all that shit and it's like we'd rather pretend that oh yeah there's something there's a cultural happening going on and hey you artist this is going to be good for you too um not to mention that nfts are probably bad for the environment but that's that's another thing like um anyone in our society that that is lamenting the environment too much it's um it's like too little too late unfortunately uh it's a lost cause and uh 
we have to uh, acknowledge that we are ourselves a type of virus slash ant colony that is spreading without any control over its own um, direction. So whenever like we start to get sad because of the because of all the trees that we're cutting down, we're not actually doing it. The collective unconscious brain of humanity is doing it, and we aren't like what 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 are we going to do? Shoot ourselves in the face? Is that the what is the what is the solution? Like, do we all not live by killing? Is I, I love when it's like um a person who's who like lives in the city, and um you know whose existence is like helps fuel like a toxic machine of the city and then they're like you know what but i but i eat vegan and i compost it's like the um the narcissism of thinking that you're making a difference is hilarious so mm. nfts are bad let's just say that that's going to be the um the verdict for that and i know it's an hour into the podcast and it's almost like too much stuff happened this year to get to all of it but we're going to go we're going to go ahead and just really try to get it so let's just go quick so um a uh, corrupt government is something that people were concerned about and yeah exactly the government is corrupt and so are all of you everyone is corrupt in their own way um and what are you going to do about it do you really think that um a communist fantasy is the way out it's probably not um or like an authoritarian fantasy. Whatever your fantasy of like wanting to live a life that's not the life that you're living, um, it's probably not. Like the life that we're living is the life that we live. And um, and it's up to us to get up early and work hard and try to get out of it. And everyone um, in their own way oversleeps or does whatever is the corresponding image for that um, failure to achieve their own goals. And those who do achieve their own goals, there's a little piece inside of them of that hardline psychopath that gets shit done by any means necessary. You know what I mean? Like I used to work at a at a corporation with like um like very close to the CEO. He wasn't a bad guy, but one of the things that I learned from being around this this person who was not a billionaire, but a very, very, very millionaire, um, is that like you have to be to be to do that your priority has to be on your work literally 20 21 hours of the day like 21 hours of the day every single day you have to be deadly focused on your goal of like whatever whether it be running a multinational company or fucking doing whatever it is not your family not your friends not socializing not seeing the latest movie not listening to a podcast not uh, fucking doing anything. You have to be as insanely focused on what your goal is every single day, nonstop. Can you do it? If you can do it for a tenth of the amount of time that that this fucking lunatic who I used to work for can do it, then you will see results in your own life. Most people can't focus like that. Maybe it does take some type of mental illness to be like that. Maybe that's what you can say drive or psychopathy or whatever you want to like um blame your own human shortcomings on like 
the amount of success you're able to will from life. But um, that's what from from what I've seen, like that's the kind of focus that um, that it takes. And then you also have to have like an infrastructure behind you, and not everybody has it. Um, it's like that wonderful Billy Holiday song, uh, the wonderful Billy Holiday song, "God Bless the Child Who Has His Own." So yes, the government is corrupt and it's bad. Okay, cool. So let's go on to the next uh, topic. Salamanders versus frogs. Big thing that was worried about this year. Salamanders versus frogs. A lot of people were talking about that, especially especially in February of 2021, that a lot of people were like, salamanders, they're the ones who are the best amphibian. Um, and then other people were like, no, we're, uh, fr- we're, we like frogs. Um, we like eating frogs, and frogs are cool. Um, and the truth is, and this may not um, sit well with some people, but actually frogs are better. Why are frogs better? And it's very simple. It's very simple. And you, you it's almost staring you in the face why frogs are, are the better animal. It's because of Kermit the Frog, who is a Muppet. And Kermit the Frog is a great ambassador for frogs worldwide. And there's no salamander like that. I don't even think I don't even think that uh there is a a, a Muppet equivalent to uh to Kermit the Frog. I mean, the closest thing I can think is I believe that there was a chameleon on the short-lived 90s uh, children's show Under the Umbrella Tree. But but besides that, I don't think that um, there's a corresponding Muppet. So frogs are the better animal and salamanders are the worser animal. Yes, 2021, a lot of stuff happening. So moving on, Talking about, um, I saw somebody asked me about uh, Alf and aliens in general. Do aliens exist? Does was Alf real? Have you ever seen the show from the nineteen eighties, Alf? Um, this is the questions that people were curious about during, um, you know, essentially we're we're stuck at home. A lot of our livelihoods have been taken away because. Apparently, if we get together with people in person, then we can breathe dust dust particles that will give us a deadly pandemic-sized disease, and we will end up getting an elderly person sick. And um, we really can't do that because part of our responsibilities is to keep people in our lives alive. Otherwise, if we don't do that, then we're going to start caring about, pretending to care about shit that's not happening in our lives, get into cults and stuff like that. So. Um, so in the meantime, what can we do but reminisce about old TV shows? Now, ALF was one show like that. I have not seen much episodes of ALF. When I was a kid, I saw a few episodes of it, and I thought it was very cool. For those who don't know about ALF, ALF is a hairy Muppet-style alien who eats cats. He eats cats, and I thought now, looking back as like respect to the creators of Alf for making a show so blatantly every episode having an eating pussy joke. Um, 
you know, eating pussy when you think of the the um the eating cats eating pussy having a mouth full of of hairs, you know, I don't know. I always I always imagine uh the eating pussy imagery is um you know, a big huge 1970s bush. Um very sloppy and and wet and then that would be the analog of Alf eating a a pussy cat on the on the family friendly TV show Alf from the 1980s. But I did not get to see a lot of episodes of Alf. I remember in second grade when Alf was on and then somebody was talking about an episode of Alf and I was very sad because I was like I wanted to see that episode of Alf and I did not ever get to see it and I I saw the episodes after that but it wasn't the episode that people were talking about and for years I thought man I missed something very important I missed an episode of Alf that I needed to see so fast forward to 2021 the year that we're talking about and reviewing in this episode and many people ask about aliens. They're saying the government has said, yeah, obviously aliens exist, you dumbass. Um, obviously, uh, why do you think we would, well, why do you think we threatened to kill people if they came to Area 51 in 2020? Um, why do you think the X-Files was a great show? All these reasons point to aliens obviously exist. Um, and do aliens exist? Yeah, probably. It seems very likely. Um, if you can believe that human beings exist and that in each of our minds is a unique world that's just like our fingerprints, so specific to everyone's individual existence, and that we're only here because little tiny ass dust ass type particles who had life kept fucking and killing each other for a billion years straight in order to become planktons in order to become uh arthropods in order to become all you know all that shit that I said in the beginning of the episode and then become people if you believe that then why would it be so hard to believe that in the infinitudes of space something like that could not have happened and and if that's true, then why can't an elf, a hairy ass Muppet life form that eats pussy, also exist? So, yes, aliens do exist. It's cool. And that's something that happened in 2020. Okay, next part. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is um, people want to know if I have a New Year's resolution. So what do you guys think about New Year's resolutions? Are New Year's resolutions a commitment to being yourself or is it a fantasy that you will become a different person? Or is every day a challenge where you can lean into the person you're becoming and maybe fail at it, but just like make some yardage towards in a story, like in a movie, you have a character who has to learn a lesson if it's a good movie. 
there's a character who has to change. And you have about 40 scenes for that character to slowly change scene by scene to win and lose, win and lose toward failing toward the change they are eventually going to end the movie at. And now I have said in my youth that movies are fake bullshit and that's not how life is. And at the same time, have we not, do we not work towards things and achieve our goals to some extent? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Do you find that you've, do you find that you're in the place where you are in your life because you attempted at something and achieved your goals? And then conversely, have you ever wanted something and then not gotten it and then felt like you were a failure because of that? So nowadays, people wait until New Year's Eve to say, who am I and who would I like to be? And how can I become that in the in January of the next year? And that is what a New Year's resolution is. It's a it's a promise to yourself that you will you will start behaving toward a better you. So my New Year's resolution um, is to continue doing this show and eventually get back to doing more video content. Uh, that's like something that I'm pretty committed to. Uh, I feel like I I am ending the just to just to uh, steer the show into my own wallowing in my own stupid shit. Uh, yeah, like I've said every single episode. Um, you know, it's been a rough year, and um, sometimes like I did not expect to uh, get sh- get my whole shit shaken up. But of course, like I should be very grateful because like I did not get COVID and die, so I'm doing pretty good. Um, but everything else is like pretty wild, and at the same time, uh, the world has uh, showed has uh, reflected to me shit that I never thought that would be possible over and over again, almost like. Like the world says, hey, are you paying attention? Do you see it? Like it's right in front of you. Like can like like outside of your own like um, small minded mental illness, like the like your life is actually real. Like this is all real. So for that, um, I am going to acknowledge the fact that that it, everything is real and I'm going to um, continue and I'm going to press on toward my goals because that is what Calvin Cool guy said to continue and press on and I agree with that shit I agree and I hope that you guys listening in your own way can uh not like commit to something that's outside of your outside of like your ability but like see the way that your life has already been like going and reinforce, galvanize, and go further in that direction. Um, I always think of, uh, I always think of like how there was this phrase um, in, in improv, 
it was it it was said uh don't invent invest it was that like so if you're if you're improvising in a in a scene like in a in on stage and you are lost you don't know what to say or you don't know what to do don't make something new up listen to what has already been said and go deeper into those themes and that's where you will find the your your footing and i always love that because it's like so many times like we don't go further enough like we just scratch the surface and then we're like done with the thing but like what happens when you like go to the very center and core of something and then you can unpack it until you get to like a like a new uh like until the thing that you were searching about becomes more than what it's about it's about yourself and it's about like your relationship to the world and everything can become um a focal point through the thing that you're investing in um sounds like i'm talking some real cult style hippie shit but listen at the end of the day you have to believe in something all right cool yeah all right thank you so much So let's let's continue on cuz like I'm just saying I'm going to do I'm going to do this episode for as long as I can figure out all this list of shit that was people told me to say. So somebody mentioned Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Now if I remember correctly in 2021 Hong Kong um, I think that had to go, it had to be given back to China, I think. Like China, or, originally, uh, it was the British people who had China, who had Hong Kong. But then um, the the communist, the, the communist China said, we have to get, we have to take it back. So I think that Hong Kong got taken back by, um, by China. Is that true? I'm not even sure, but I think that that's what happened. So, like, just know for this part that I'm going to talk about, like on most of the things that I'm talking about, I don't really know the specifics. Going to really just go on, on, on straight up belief here. So, I'm going to say that China had to take back Hong Kong because that was like part of some like 1800s rule of like they rented it whatever and you know a lot of people say like china like they're not chill they're like actually not chill for being a communist power that has concentration camps and does all this bad shit right that's not nice to be to be still like doing that communist shit fuck that right but that's the world we live in i mean not everybody can be like a perfect society like the west you know what i mean some places are some places are actually bad like some places are like the bad guys you know um and you know if you make a deal and you say you gotta rent you're gonna rent um a city out for like a hundred and something years and then it comes time like shit that's what's just what it's gotta be like the problem is is that no system works and you know 
if you want to make a real change, like you better get on to that. You better start becoming like a insane psychopath and have a lot of resources because then maybe you can generate enough um, enough uh, kinetic energy to form your own uh, utopian shithole like Facebook and then um, or or another corporation where you can uh, make your own rules. But like, you know, it's like just sometimes you should think like um, if you're mad, if you're mad about a situation and if you're mad about like that you got born into the body that you're born in, um, you know, like the, remember, like you had no choice to get born into that body and you could have gotten born into a body much worse. I wonder if it's better to be born into your own body or born into a body of a dead, uh, if just to be dead. Is it better to be dead or alive? I don't know. That's a big mystery. Nobody knows if it's better to, if imagine being dead felt even better than being alive. Imagine like being dead was like the best. I hope not. That would be weird if it was. But, um, but I don't know that I think of, I think of, I think of death not on your terms when I think of uh, China, because I feel like I, for better or worse, I'm a person that likes to um, be a little bit of a rule breaker. And from what I understand, there's really less tolerance for being a rule breaker um, in communist China than there is in, in America. In America, we can get on and have a podcast every single day and say, fuck uh, the president every single day. Fuck the president. We could just have a podcast that was just called Fuck the President, and it would be an hour straight of saying Fuck the President. And probably if I did that, um, I probably have like a lot more followers and shit than I have now. Like probably that would be a very popular, it would be a simplistic, retarded podcast, but it might be popular. I mean, I think that simplistic, retarded stuff is very popular nowadays. But uh, you're allowed to do that here, and I think that that's pretty cool. But I don't think you're allowed to do that in, in China. I think that you're like ex explicitly not allowed to have a podcast that says that just nonstop says fuck the president and describes in um, creative detail ways that you would um, take a dildo and um, fuck the president with it. So that's what I have to say about Hong Kong. It's a it's probably bad. Um, I never went to Hong Kong when I was at, when I worked at that job where I had to travel around the world. Um, I was told that I had to go to China a bunch of times and I was like, no, how about fire me first? And they were like, we shan't fire you, Jonathan. Uh, we'll just get somebody else to go to China. The, I said the same thing when they wanted me to go to Israel. I was like, I shan't go to Israel. Fire me instead. And they were like, we shan't fire you. Once again, we'll get someone else to go to Israel. Um, and why did I not, not, not want to go to those places? Because I'm not trying to get involved with that shit, dude. Like, again, like, I understand if it's, it's important to you to, like, take a stand so that the people around you, like, know that you are a good person. But, like, I do not want to fucking pretend like it, matter, like it matters to me on a personal level. Um, if... You like, like if 
I have a if I have like a, a tragedy caused. I mean, not to say that I, um, not to say that people should be completely without empathy, but I just want to have like a little bit of a reality check, maybe a reality check for 2022, where sometimes it's like the fact that you need to tell everybody that things are like fucked up. It's like, we know, we all know that things are fucked up. And it's like, if there's something else going on, like inside, that's the real anchor to the faucet of pain that is spraying out and being, um, being colored with all of the texture of outside shit. So anyway, um, so I'm going to say Hong Kong bad, and I don't like that. Uh, I think that communists are bad. I also think that our own government is bad, and I also think that um, our own local government is bad. But you know what I also think? That, um, you know, we have very limited uh, way of changing anything except our own lives if we have enough fucking strength to do it, and that's also bad. So everything is bad. All right, cool. Next uh next topic is that uh legalization of cannabis. Cannabis. Um is everybody uh is everybody smoking weed out there? Is that like a thing? Um I occasionally will smoke weed. Um and I wish that it made me feel the way when I was 15 years old and did it for the first time which was like very hilarious. Like I got laughed my ass off. Um, it made me laugh my ass off when I was 15 years old and has never done that again. Um, you could say that my experience with marijuana is a series of trying to chase a high and chase a memory that will never come back again. Um, but it does give a different feeling that is sometimes pleasant um, and that has not so bad of an after effect. And for that reason, I'm going to say weed is good. All right. Next topic is uh, dogs versus cats. All right. I'm going to say real quick, dogs is the winner of that. Um, and variants, variants um, of COVID. Yes. Will there be more variants? My guess is yes, there will be more variants. Oh. Sorry. Okay. So now we'll talk about one of the most important things that happened this year. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up because I think an hour 20, um, I think we're both tired of, of where, what I'm doing here, but, um, let's talk about, um, let's talk about, uh, two, two big, uh, two big, uh, guys that are very popular in, in, um, 2021 history, which is Pete Davis. Uh, comedian Pete Davis, who's uh, a guy from SNL, and he is tall, and he is um, a guy who um, he uh, his dad died in nine eleven, which actually nine eleven, by the way, actually happened. It was not a conspiracy; it really did explode, um, as we had mentioned earlier. And uh, his dad was one of the firefighters who actually did exist and did get um, smushed. Uh, a lot of firefighters got smushed in 9-11, and it's not nice, and it's not cool, but it happened, you know? So 
Um, Pete Davis now is a guy. Um, actually, we're talking about Pete Davis's son, and he is the comedian from. Uh, he's on SNL, which is not like a great show. It's sort of America's improv team, but you know what? It's a it's a staple of culture, and for some reason, you have to uh, know about it and pay attention to it. For some reason, um, seems arbitrary. Seems like total bullshit but yet that is the world we live in in uh, is a world that we have to know about snl so pete davis this guy is a guy who apparently has a lot of sex with famous women and it seems to be like i don't know for some reason there's all these famous women who are magnetized to him and they all seem to need to take a, a little sample of, of like uh, having sex with Pete Davis. Now it is interesting. Like it's weird that a, it's it's. I feel like it's a weird phenomenon. I think everybody gawks at this is because the the famous people who like Kim Kardashian, who is most famously um, married to Kenny West, uh, like he, like they like she went with him, and then also. Molly Cyrus went with him and also even Larry David's daughter Cassie Davis went with um Pete Davis which is very weird because they have the same last name. Um so all these even um who else uh the girl from the vampire movies uh Kristen Stewart went with um Pete Davis even Scarlett Johansson had sex with Pete Davis even the girl from uh the girl from the Hunger Games I forget her name but she also had sex with Pete Davis um basically every woman in Hollywood probably had sex with Pete Davis at least a few times just to try it out I think like for some reason he's he's what um society calls irresistible and um I just think it's like one of those things that's like a curiosity I don't necessarily have a huge opinion on it I just think it's a curiosity. Sometimes I wonder why people do different things. And I'm like, oh, I guess Pete Davis is a cool guy who famous women feel like that's like a cool thing to like, I guess he's a good guy. Or but or the other question is, is like, why are famous people? Why is it famous people? Is there something that I don't know about? That's probably what most people that probably what most people feel like they're like is there something I don't know about why is this happening it seems coincidental for all these people to be all mingling like that but it's just one of those mysteries of the universe i mean i have no way of explaining that than i do our own evolution from bits of dust wave particles so that's so pete davidson Happy 2021. It looks like he is getting to um, feel various famous women's vaginas around his peen, which, you know, that seems like a, a cool thing. Um, and then, okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is Travis Scott, who is a rapper. And what happened was Travis Scott was a rapper who um, he. He had a rap concert in during the pandemic, which already that's a little bit 
you know, I know for me, I've not been at, I've been, I've not like started performing a lot. Probably the reason I haven't performed a lot was because like I don't want to do little ass shows that where it's like um I'm I'm going to be fucking having to like go outside and like and like I don't know. I just know I just feel like I don't want to get covid so I've been scared into like a type of existence. But also um I I have done a few shows that have been set up for me. So I think it's like feeling a connection. I don't know. I'm not like Travis Scott who has, who can just go and have a gigantic concert like with 50,000 people, you know, it's like, if I go and have a show, I'm going to have like at most 10 people. And I'm like, is it worth it? Let me just do something online then. You know, that's like the big move to online is like, because when you have a show, you're only going to get like 10 or 15 people. And like, that's, you know, at that, at that point is like, is, is it cost benefit analysis you have to do? You have to do a cost benefit analysis. But Travis Scott is a guy who had, who did the cost benefit analysis. He says, you know what? I can make a lot of money by doing a show. So let me just do it. So he ended up going and have a concert in the pandemic. And it ended up that, so many people wanted to go to this concert that they had a that they got smushed. They all got smushed in the concert, and it was like they got smushed so bad that they died. Like, and they were like little ass kids at this concert. There was like little five year olds, six year olds, like all little toddlers, and they were all getting stomped on in the mosh pit. You know, these little kids. First of all, I had no idea that. There were like little kids were allowed. Listen, when I was coming up, you could not. I couldn't go to a concert when I was like eight years old. When I was eight years old, I was like literally playing with Ninja Turtles. When I was eight years old, I was still pissed off that I missed an episode of Alf. You know, I wasn't going to no um, Dr. Dre concert. I would not be allowed to do that. I was not going to Long Island's own Public Enemy, whose album. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back was recorded at Sabella Studios in Long Island. You know, I wasn't going to their concerts as a nine-year-old, but not for people who are into Travis Scott now. Times have changed. You're allowed to go to a concert like that even during the pandemic. And who am I to say? Who am I to judge? But now that's the problem because they let their nine-year-old kid go to the Travis Scott concert and then he got smushed. He got smushed to death, just like those people in the 9-11 World Trade Center. They got smushed to death by all those, by that whole building that fell on them. These kids got smushed to death by other people stomping them to death because they were trying to see Travis Scott do a rap concert. And again, this kind of tragedy seems random and reflects the total chaos of the universe and the randomness. And uh, it seems like when you face those kinds of tragedies, you think, damn, like, is this all there is? Is it just a horrible violence that echoes throughout the universe with, like, no resolve? When you think of um, galaxies exploding and burning all the planets within a sun and, and that all that type of, all that drama, you know? Is that all that this whole universe um, comes up to? And it's like, you know, maybe, maybe 
But um, what else is there? So, you know, just hang in there. Try to lean toward your New Year's ass revolutions. And uh, I hope you guys had a great year. And I hope when you review the year for yourself, it was a good one. Thanks so much.